Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Previously on Sports Yak. Looking like Mortimer Snurd over there saying, Hey, Adam Gase is available. Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer Snurd. Look it up. Google it. Her name is Arike. Gotcha. This is how we do it. If you had a man with a mariachi band wearing a cape, you would have like the greatest life right there. On today's episode of Sports Yak. Did you see the movie Unbreakable with Bruce Willis? Uh, no. Did you see Split? Mm, no. Great. It should be a great conversation <laughs> Friday morning. <laughs> Why don't they dust in here? What is the deal with the cleaning crew? Because I'm looking over at the windowsill over to the studio, and my goodness, it looks like it hasn't been touched since 1972. I think there are orders not to touch stuff like this that's fine don't touch the equipment this isn't equipment this is a windowsill yeah i don't know i will uh, self-brag and say usually i do that but i haven't touched that one but that's the point you shouldn't have to do that yeah there is a cleaning crew assigned to this building why don't they do that yeah i don't know and that's today's gripe on the act <laughs> from south bend indiana you know where that's at i don't where do you live it's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer and you shall listen to me. I'm Jim Short. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Featuring Big and Tall Men's Clothing from many of the leading big men's websites for 50% off the suggested retail price. On Napanee Street in Elkhart or online at BigAndTallOutlet.com. Because big guys gotta look good too. And now an inspiration to those who are not inspired by anything. Here's two guys that we can do without, really. It's Sports Yak with Corey, you know, and that freebie boy. Well, hello and welcome to episode 49 of Sports Yak. Broadcasting from South Bend, Indiana. The mothership of the Yak. The Jake Arrieta episode. Oh, I used to like him a lot. Now I've got a Cubs jersey that's collecting dust. But the good old number 49, you should break it out today just for this episode. Maybe I will. That voice right there is Chuck Freebie. Hi, I'm Corey Mann, and welcome to Sports Yak. We talk sports, we talk faith, we talk a little bit of other pop culture stuff. It's going to be a great day. How was your weekend, my man? My weekend was good. Uh, Saturday was nice and relaxing. Didn't have to really do a whole lot. Uh, watched a little bit of the Notre Dame basketball game, watched a little bit of the Colts game, some of the Rams, Cowboys. Didn't see a whole lot of football yesterday. Saw uh, basically the second half of the Saints-Eagles game. Mm -hmm. I'd like to pay you a compliment. I thought uh, Friday night's game, Marion and Riley, was uh, well called. 
Thank you. I was uh, I passed out. We were out that night having some fun. I got home and we caught the first half. I passed out at halftime and woke up at the start of the second half. Beautiful. And uh, I was impressed with the pace of play on both teams in the first half. And then the adjustments made it felt like they, they, they tapped the brakes hard in the second half. I think what happened was after Marion went to that 1-3-1 zone in the second quarter to kind of open up a little bit of a lead, Marion decided, or Riley decided, okay, the best way to get around that is to just attack with our defense and create some transition opportunities, and that's what they did. But that, to me, is how I enjoy watching basketball, that kind of a pace of play. And you don't get that a lot in high school basketball because there's no shot clock. And let's face it, for a lot of teams, if they try to go at that pace, they're not going to win because they don't have enough athletes to score. Yeah. So Riley winds up winning that game 76-64. It was closer than a 12-point game. Uh, The three-point shooting of Jalen Jennings was incredible in that game. And it has been incredible all year. I think he went, he wound up going six for six. I aired and said that he missed one. I don't think he did. So if he was six for six uh, at the end of that game, that means that he is now 26 for 42 for the year. Hmm. And that winds up being right around 67% from three point range. Yeah. Which is incredible. Uh, Was Ivy getting double teamed? Ivy was getting double teamed, and I think it frustrated him a little bit. Yeah. I was a little dismayed at the end of the game. He has the ball stolen away from him with about five seconds left. Jennings gets the last two of his 26 points, and Ivy just sits on the floor for the last five seconds of the game. And that's that's not being a leader. That's not uh, losing in a dignified fashion. Now, he's a high school junior. Of course, you learn lessons from yes. things like this. And I think... A little bit of adversity might be good for this Marion team. We'll see. They're 10-1. and one. They still have the best record of any team in northern Indiana. So we'll see how they respond to this. Jennings will play college ball. Jennings will actually play college football. He was a two-time All-State wide receiver at Riley. Wow. And he will play at Marion University in Indianapolis, and he'll play college football down there. Over the last two years, 99 catches, over 2,200 yards, and 22 touchdowns. He's an amazing athlete, Corey. He's a three-sport athlete, and he will graduate from Riley High School with 12 varsity letters. Wow. He will be a four-time letterman in basketball, football, and track. In track, he's a long jumper, and he is qualified for the regional three straight years. Ivy will go play college somewhere. Ivy is a junior, and he already has offers from Notre Dame, Purdue, and Butler. And I'm sure more offers to come. Who's the young man I asked about that's going to Bethel? Gabe Johnson is going to Bethel. Didn't have a real strong first three quarters. Came on strong in the fourth quarter. Wound up with 12 points in the game. And he will be an asset to Ryan Lightfoot's team at Bethel. Anything else surprise you about Friday night elsewhere being played? Did you see anything that was like, wow, look at that, what happened? Well, Plymouth continues to play good basketball. They had a good weekend. They came from behind, beat Concord on the road on Friday night. And then they handled a pretty good Laporte team on Saturday night in another good pace of play game, 69-68 the final. Clay Hilliard having a strong senior year for the Pilgrims, who are now 11-3 and on the year. So they're playing really well. 
Westview won the Northeast Corner Conference Tournament. We will see the Warriors this week against Fairfield. So I'm looking forward to seeing a team that was ranked 7th in Class 2A last week. I thought uh, Penn continues to play well. They're they're a little bit under the radar because they're not in the top 10, but they're tied for the conference lead right now with Riley and the NIC. So those those things were expected. Where are you heading Friday? Friday we go over to Topeka and see Westview, as I said, ranked number 7 in Class 2A. Take on Fairfield. A year ago, Westview was ranked number one. They went to Fairfield. Fairfield knocked them off. So Westview might have a little bit of a chip on its shoulder, and they've got a very strong senior by the name of Elijah Hales, who I'm sure will play college ball somewhere. And then the coach's son, Charlie Yoder, has been putting up some really good numbers this year as well. So um, a fun team to watch. They like to play at a different pace than Fairfield will. Who can control the tempo may well decide this one. Let's stay inside the gymnasium. Uh, Notre Dame men's team had a game on Saturday, squeaked out a win. That was a a big win for Mike Bray's team. We had said on the yak last week that it was a game that they needed to win or else they were staring down the teeth of an eight-game losing streak. And yet on game day, they find out Jawan Durham's not going to be able to go. He had a bad ankle. And T.J. Gibbs was not able to go. He either had the flu or the cold, some sort of illness that prevented him from playing. Mm -hmm. So Mike Bray had six scholarship players available for the game against Boston College. But John Mooney came out and played like a man. Career-high 27 points. It's eighth straight double-double. And yet the Irish nearly let this one get away. They had a 12-point lead in the second half. They saw it evaporate, actually trailed in the final minute. Then Prentice Hub drives hard to the lane, gets fouled, and the freshman calmly hits two free throws with 2.6 seconds left to win the game 68-67. There was another name I heard thrown around during the broadcast I hadn't heard before. Like a big old six foot five, six seven uh young guy. Well, there's Nate Lashesky, there's Dane Goodwin. Lashesky, I think. Lashesky. Yeah. Lashesky has been a pretty good three-point shooter. He struggled from three-point range yeah. on Saturday, and and I think that's one of the reasons his name kept getting called out because they kept waiting for him to step up and hit some big shots, and he didn't. Who's on their plate next? Uh, they are one and two in the ACC. They have a five-game stretch beginning with a road trip to North Carolina. Oh boy, this week. So Roy Williams and Roy Williams team. Is not going to be fun to play this week because they got embarrassed by Louisville over the weekend, lost by 21. Some really good college basketball over the weekend, by the way. Did you watch any of the Duke-Florida State game on Saturday? I did not. This was on uh, right after the Notre Dame-Boston College game. Okay. Duke goes into Florida State. Florida State's a good team. Leonard Hamilton's team ranked number 13 in the nation. They're playing at home. They've got a lot of depth, so they're trying to wear Duke down. And Duke trailed much of the second half. They're down by one with 2.6 seconds left. They run an inbounds play to one of their freshmen who is wide open from three-point range. He drains it, and the Dukies win again. Uh, you familiar with the music of Building 429? I've heard of them. They're uh, sports fans, and they commented on our program and gave us a thumbs up. Well, that was nice of them. Thank you. On the Duke team, is there a Barrett? Yes, Anna Williamson. Yes, Zion Williams. They wanted to ask you, who is the better, higher recruit next year? For the NBA draft, 
Um, you know, the problem for Zion Williamson, and I know that he gets more attention than R.J. Barrett does, but I think the problem for Zion Williamson is he slots in as more of a power forward type. He is almost like Blake Griffin, who plays for the Pistons, mm-hmm. used to play for the Clippers. I think Barrett Barrett's the kind of guy that's going to touch the ball more. So Barrett probably slides in higher in the NBA draft than Williamson, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went one too. Now the thing about Williamson and the reason that he might go ahead of Barrett in the draft is because of those dunks that he does and because of the attention that he has received, he may do more for a team at the box office yes. than what R.J. Barrett does. Okay. So in drafting Zion Williamson, you're drafting him so that you can sell more tickets. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame women's basketball yesterday. You were at the game I saw. Yeah, um, not much of a game. No. Irish jumped out to an 18 nothing lead. And I almost wanted to yell out colors uh, because it started to look like an intercity Catholic League team. By the way, let me let me give a little glossary here. Okay, when I say that the the intercity Catholic League in South Bend, known as the ICCL, when you're in eighth grade, you typically play at what's called the varsity. Well, sometimes there are eighth graders that just aren't good enough or 7th graders that aren't good enough to play on the varsity. And for some reason, rather than calling it the junior varsity like you do at the high school level, they call it colors. Colors. The colors division. Because teams can have more than one, you know, they don't cut anybody. Mm -hmm. So teams can have more. So you might have a Corpus Christi red and a Corpus Christi blue team. Oh, Okay. okay. So it's the colors division. Okay. Well... I've been to enough of these games. Let me tell you, the quality of play in the colors division, when you're dealing with kids that age that haven't played much before, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Okay, And what I was looking at from Wake Forest women's basketball yesterday, colors! <laughs> now you know. The more you know. Exactly. <laughs> so when we use that in the future here, maniacs, you'll know what I'm talking about. But Muffet's team wins its ninth in a row, 78-48. Marina Mabry had 18 points, mostly on three-pointers. Brianna Turner had a double-double just shortly after halftime. Jessica Shepard played well, but Wake Forest was awful. 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 They shot, I don't know, 14% in the first half. Awful. Mm. Uh, I was asked yesterday by another podcast, more on that in a moment. Uh, You said moron. More on that in a moment. Uh, Where South Bend is. We are smack dab kind of in the middle of Michigan, IU, Purdue. We're kind of we kind of follow those three teams as well. Well, honestly, if you if you were trying to intersect between Detroit, Indianapolis, and Chicago, South Bend is right at that nexus. Yeah. So we keep our eye on Michigan ball. They they had a big win. Michigan is playing really well. They're they're off to the best start in school history. They're seventeen and zero. They smashed Northwestern last night, eighty to sixty. Tied for the Big Ten lead with Michigan State. Tom Izzo Spartans roll over Penn State yesterday, 71-55. So they're both 6-0 and in the Big Ten. Maryland is 5-1 and in third. And then you have a group of teams with two losses, including IU and Purdue. Mm-hmm. IU has a big game tonight on 103.1 FM. 
the Hoosiers return home to Assembly Hall to play Nebraska. Enigmatic would be a kind word to use about IU. They're just a real puzzle to figure out right now, and I feel for Archie Miller because he's got this young team. His best point guard, Rob Finnessy, has not been healthy lately, and they don't play any defense at all when they're on the road. I don't know. Now, granted, this is a paradox that Miller's going to have to figure out, and maybe it's just the maturity level of his players has to get better. But they go away from Assembly Hall, and they can't guard anybody. Really? Maryland put 78 on the board against them the other day. Uh, They lost one Friday night against Maryland, 78-75. So they're going to come home to Assembly Hall, and they're playing Nebraska, which isn't a bad team, and they're going to have to find a way to defend Indiana can score. They got plenty of scores. Romeo Langford, Jawan Morgan, they can put the ball in the hole. They got to find a way to stop somebody. Purdue, did you talk about them? Purdue is also 3-2 and two in the Big Ten. They got a nice road win Friday night in overtime up at Wisconsin. And again, here's the difference in maturity level. Purdue is a more veteran team. You know, you've got guys like Carson Edwards and Matt Harms and guys who have been through this before. And it showed on Friday night. They go into an atmosphere that's very tough to play in mm-hmm. at the Kohl Center in Madison, come away with an overtime win. Now they'll come home this week, and they play Tuesday night against Rutgers. The Sports Yak Podcast being brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, South Napanee Street in Elkhart. New winter gloves available in 2X and 3X sizes. Genuine deerskin suede leather palm for superior grip and protection plus polar fleece for thickness, warmth, and comfort. Three colors to choose from. Oh, it's the BTO dot sale. If you see a green dot, that's 25% off. If you see a red dot, that's 50% off. If you see a blue dot, that's 75% off. Maybe on an Eagle sweatshirt. I don't know. Men's pre-tied zipper ties with ready-made picture-perfect knot. I gotta be honest with you, I'm horrible at tying a tie. Easily zip up and down to open and close. Seconds to put on $12.99. Available in, hold on, 15 colors. I tell you what, maniacs, do us a favor. Stop by Big and Tall Outlet. Say hello to Derek and Kim and the staff. Tell them the yak sent you. Buy something while you're there. Because at Big and Tall Outlet, big guys got to look good, too. Sports Yak! Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. The second K is silent. I wish I could attend a college basketball game like a Wisconsin, like a Michigan, where it feels like everybody is in. Well, I'll tell you what. And there's it, it's a the atmosphere of, ah, something's the, about to happen. The place you need to go is Mackey Arena. Okay. Because without a doubt, people tell me, I've not been. I, I have to admit, in all the years that I've lived here and covered the games, I've not been to Mackey Arena for a game. But people tell me that that place is the hotbed in the Big Ten. That that crowd gets after it game after game after game. Okay. Let's move to the NFL. Colts and the Eagles come up short this weekend. 
Colts did not look good against Kansas City, and they got smashed. Yeah. Uh, disappointing end to the season for Frank Reich's team. They just fell behind early and never could get caught up. And then the Rams took care of Dallas on Saturday night. Dallas gave them a game but just couldn't come up with the big play when they needed it. Patriots were all over the Chargers yesterday. That was not I, – I was glad I didn't have to see that game because – Tom Brady and company just took care of business, and it sounds like the Chargers didn't even bother to show up. But again, we had hinted last week on the Yak about how difficult it would be for the Chargers to go coast-to-coast two weeks in a row, and I think they just ran out of gas. The game of the weekend was the Saints and Eagles. Mm -hmm. Eagles jump out to the 14-0 lead. Drew Brees brings his team back, and New Orleans gets out of there with a 20-14 win. Alshon Jeffrey with the Cody Parkey Award this week as he has the ball go right through his hands late in the game and into the waiting arms of a Saints defensive back to end the game. So it'll be the Saints and the Rams this weekend, and it'll be the Chiefs and the Patriots. Chiefs and Patriots sounds like a 225th anniversary of the French-Indian War. But uh, think, who do you like? I feel like I said earlier this season, Patriots and Saints in the Super Bowl. And who would win the Super Bowl? Oh, man, I'd like Drew Brees to win a Super Bowl ring. I think the Saints are going to win. Okay, so you're taking right now. Let's mark this down, Maniacs. Mm-hmm. Corey will take the Saints over the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, yes. Go ahead. I'm, I think I agree with you. Yeah, I think I actually agree with you on this one. Now, they talked to Sean McVay, the Rams coach, after the Saints won, and the Saints beat the Rams by 10 during the regular season in the Superdome. The Superdome, much like we just got done talking about Mackey Arena. I mean, there were times yesterday where the announcers laid out and you could hear the noise in that place. Yes. And it's loud and it can be intimidating. The Rams say, okay, now that we've been there once, we have a better idea of what to expect. Mm-hmm. We'll be well prepared this time around. We'll see. I think it's awfully tough to go in on the road and win. Now, I say that, and I just picked the Patriots to beat the Chiefs on the road, but more of that has to do with the fact that Bill Belichick has a record of winning these games, and Andy Reid has a record of losing these games. <laughs> Let's move the needle on the record back to the Colts real quick. Chuck Pagano, uh, now a bear. Yeah, he's the Bears' defensive coordinator. We talked about this a little bit on the Yak last Friday about who would the Bears get for that job. And I had forgotten that Chuck Pagano was still out there and available. Chuck Pagano, go back to the days when Ray Lewis and the Baltimore Ravens had that dominant defense that won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer as quarterback. Yeah. Chuck Pagano was the defensive coordinator there. Okay. Then went became the Colts' head coach. I really think that there are guys who are meant to be head coaches and guys meant to be coordinators, and Chuck Pagano is a guy meant to be a defensive coordinator. Okay. I don't think Chuck Pagano knows enough about the offensive side of the ball. Not clearly. He knows more than you and I do, but I don't think he knows enough about the offensive side of the ball to be an NFL head coach. But he certainly knows defense, and I think he'll do a good job uh, with Matt Nagy's team. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Hey, can I throw a couple feel-good stories at you? Sure. We try to do this every morning on our other program, and uh, we didn't get a chance to go to it, but uh, I thought I'd save it for our little yak 
Fest. Kansas City Chief Offensive Tackle Jeff Allen. Did you hear about this? Yes, I retweeted this story. Jeff Allen's truck got stuck on the way to the ball game, and he needed <laughs> help getting pushed out. Remember, they had that big snowstorm in yes. Kansas City. Yes. So he needed help getting pushed out, and a guy named Dave helped push him out and get him on the road. And, you know, Jeff didn't have time to get his number or his address or anything and really wanted to get in touch with Dave. And I think he had taken, I don't know if he had taken a picture of Dave and posted it, but somehow people tracked down Dave. Mm -hmm. And Dave is a homeless guy in Kansas City. And Jeff Allen is trying to make sure that Dave is taken care of for the AFC championship game. So he's going to set him up with an experience unlike any other, I guess. How about that? Uh, Cole Hamels? I'm not familiar with this story. The the Cub pitcher, though. He and his wife have handed over their $9.4 million estate to an organization that builds basically a camp for underprivileged kids uh, with special needs. That's terrific. A hundred acres, I believe. It's a big enough house to house a bunch of kids and do a bunch of things. Sure. And uh, yeah, smack dab in the middle of uh, last week, I think it was. He and his wife were like, let's hand it over. Here you go. Where's this place located? San Diego, I think. Okay. I think. I might be speaking out of line. Uh, I'd have to do the homework on that one. Uh Let's watch where Nick Foles goes. I think he's going to get paid handsomely to go wherever he wants to go. He's done a great job as the Eagles' backup, but let's face it, they're not going to be able to pay him what he appears to be worth right now. Is he the best backup quarterback in the NFL right now? I think you'd be hard-pressed to find one better. All right. I mean, Chase Daniel had a couple of good games for the Bears, but I would put Nick Foles ahead of Chase Daniel. Okay. We've covered uh, my playlist. Anything that you'd like to touch on? Yeah. Why don't they dust in here? What is in the here? deal? What is the deal with the cleaning crew? Because I'm looking over at the windowsill over to the studio, and my goodness, it looks like it hasn't been touched since 1972. I think uh, there are orders not to touch stuff like this. That's fine. Don't touch the equipment. This isn't equipment. This is a windowsill. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I will uh, self-brag and say usually I do that, but I haven't touched that one. But that's the point. You shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. There There is a cleaning crew assigned to this building. Why don't they do that? Yeah, I don't know. And that's today's gripe on the act. <laughs> Kill the mariachi band. They're here on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so we'll have to ask. Uh, let's see here in music. I, oh, I'm sorry. I want to I want to ask a question here. Yes. Okay. Because I got notifications yesterday. And I didn't know what to think of this. Oh, boy. Uh, the notifications I received is that you were being a podcast harlot. Yes. A podcast trollop. A tart, perhaps. <laughs> and you were cheating on us by being on another podcast on the Studio DNA Network. What happened? Well, someone would call it cheating. I call it cross-promotion. Okay. Cross-promotion. Uh, there's a couple of guys on the same podcast network as you and I that host the horrible movie podcast. And they had either concocted a list right after the first of the year. I can't quite remember. You ever walked out of a movie? That was the topic. Oh, yes. Uh, which ones have you walked out on? I walked out on Three Amigos. 
Did you really? Yes. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. Dear little buttercup, won't you stay a while? Come with me where moonbeams paint the sky. And you and I might linger in the sweet by and by. With your eyes so blue Little buttercup You're a dream come true You and I will settle down In a cottage built for two Dear little buttercup I love you Have you gone back since and watched it? No. It's awful. I thought you might like that one. I thought I would, too. That's why I bought a ticket for it. Okay, three amigos. What else? You remember any other ones? That's it. Uh, hardware, for me, because the the uh, the tagline in the advertisement was, if you liked Terminator, which was huge that year, you'll love hardware. I did not love hardware. No, they lied. Two of a kind, if you liked John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John in Greece, you'll love two of a kind. Were they in two of a kind? Yeah. I, but, didn't, I did not like two of a kind. And thirdly, John Travolta in Battlefield Earth. So you've walked out on John Travolta twice. I have. Sounds uh, like one of his wives. And I did. And I didn't look back. So they had me on to do that, and then they uh, oogled over the yak, and I just I let them. I let them tell Why us you? how great we are. Huh. They compared us to an ESPN show. Are you familiar with a Mark and McGee or a Mac and McGee? Does that ring a bell at all? It doesn't, but is this ESPN Radio or ESPN TV? It's Marty and McGee show. Oh, okay. Marty Marty Smith. Mm-hmm. Brian McGee? I don't know Brian McGee, but I know Marty Smith. Okay. Seems like a good dude. Well, they, they compared uh, us to them, and I said, I don't know about Chuck. I, I don't listen to any other sports podcast because I don't want to end up imitating them. ripping anybody off i i literally we promote it this way i don't know anything he knows everything we find a healthy middle so yeah it was fun so i i'm just glad to know that i wasn't being cheated on that i it wasn't some sort of no podcast harlotry going on no i wouldn't do that to you without telling it to your face my son and i have got our advanced tickets to glass the third in the trilogy from m night Shyamalan this thursday night I'll tell you more about that on Friday's episode. Did you see the movie Unbreakable with Bruce Willis? Uh, no. Did you see Split, the guy with the multiple personalities about two years ago? Mm, no. Great. It should be a great conversation <laughs> Friday morning. <laughs> Can I say happy birthday to someone? Please do. Dave Grohl celebrating a birthday today. One of the loudest concerts I have ever attended. I can imagine so, based on what I've heard so far. So I'm at Wrigley Field this past summer. Uh, someone asked me what was my favorite music documentary. I will put Sonic Highways in the top five. Okay. Sonic Highways is uh, two albums ago from the Foo Fighters. They went to a different city every song on the album. So they do a song in Chicago, so they'd be there for a week, and then they would have a song done by the end of the week. 
but they would do an hour-long documentary on the music of Chicago. So, Buddy Guy, yeah. Punk Rock, uh, Cheap Trick, everything that comes Sticks. from Chicago. Yeah. Then they went to New York. Then sure. they go to Seattle, California, New Orleans. And they do all this while fighting food, <laughs> which is not easy to do. you got to be careful when you fight the food. Well, you do, and the fact of the matter is they appear to be winning because if you look around, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of whole foo going on. There's not on. a lot of foo to fight. Yeah. Because the foo fighters have fought. Have done it. Have fought and, and uh, yeah. Oh. You like foo fighters, Chuck? I enjoy them. Um, they're, they're not at the top of my list, but it's not like, oh, the foo fighters are on, I have to change the channel. Yeah. It's not like Three Amigos. That you walk down on. That surprises me. Tell you a movie that was on TV last night that when I'm going scrolling through the guide, I saw it was on, and it doesn't matter where you are in this movie, pop it on and you'll enjoy it. I can't wait to hear it. The Sandlot. Okay. That's not the movie I thought you would say. Because I was waiting for your basketball game to come on on uh, Friday night. Yeah. And I had to wait a few moments, so there was a movie on that... Anywhere in that movie, I will watch Roadhouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, the Sandlot with the uh, the Wendy Peppercorn scene when he fakes the drowning oh, and yes. gets the kiss with Wendy Peppercorn. I think that's one of the great movie scenes of oh, sports movies. How long have you been married? 27 years. 25 years for me this year. Happy 50th anniversary to the very first album from Led Zeppelin. 50 years old. Oh. I, I have to share with you, you, you put on some Led Zeppelin here. So I come home Friday night from the game. Yes. My wife and my children have been making cookies. Can I ask which children? TJ and Rosie. Okay. One twin and the youngest. TJ is in charge of the music. Okay. And he's got some Led Zeppelin cranking. And Diane's like, can you turn that off? I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan. (laughs) Did we have influence on him listening to the Led Zeppelin or was it just? I'll tell you what we have had influence on him listening to. Yes. Johnny Cash. Really? And do you know why he's listening to Johnny Cash? Mariachi. I can tell you right there because Johnny Cash employed a mariachi band (laughs) and let me re-emphasize for you the yak listener Mm -hmm. if you're followed around with a mariachi band and you wear a cape you will have your greatest life ever and this is how you will walk down the street chest out proudly Sports maniac Robbie Lightfoot. There you go. As promised. You will be adored by women and you will be idolized by men and children. Is it Taco Tuesday yet? Soon. (laughs) You know what's next for us, you and I, on Wednesday? More mariachi music? Episode 50. 50! Do we have something special planned? Boy, do we. Should we? Should we yeah, do I don't something? know. 
no one returns our calls. <laughs> oh, that'll do it for this episode of number 49. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you see Jake Arietta walking down the street, start playing mariachi music since he's number 49. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. It's the Sports Yak Podcast with Corey and Chuckles. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Until next time, sports fans. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. <laughs> <laughs>